0: Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Wednesday, and today the Church remembers and celebrates the conversion of the Apostle Paul. In dramatic fashion, Jesus transforms the Pharisee, Saul of Tarsus, into the man that we know as the Apostle Paul, the person through whom God gave us two-thirds of our New Testament. This also marks the end of our week of prayer, For Christian unity, we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, but in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from Acts chapter 9, we read verses 1 through 22 this morning. Meanwhile, Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogue at Damascus so that if he found any who belonged to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now as he was going along and approaching Damascus, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He asked, Who are you, Lord? The reply came, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But get up and enter the city. he answered here I am lord the lord said to him get up and go to the street called straight and at the house of judas look for a man of tarsus named saul at this moment he is praying and he has seen a vision he has seen in a vision a man named ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight but ananias answered lord i have heard from many about this man how much evil he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who invoke your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is an instrument whom I have chosen to bring my name before Gentiles and kings and before the people of Israel. I myself will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias went and entered the house he laid his hands on Saul and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the way here has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from Paul's eyes, Saul's eyes, and, and his sight was restored. Then he got up and was baptized. And after taking some food, he regained his strength. For several days he was with the disciples in Damascus, and immediately he began to proclaim Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. All who heard him were amazed and said, Is not this the man who made havoc in Jerusalem among those who invoke this name? And has he not come here for the purpose of bringing them bound before the chief priests? Saul became increasingly more powerful and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus was the Messiah. Paul's conversion is the kind of dramatic experience of Christ that many people say they wish they themselves had, especially during those moments when, when we feel far away from God. It's not only the bright light that knocks him to the ground, but also the voice that speaks to him. lets him know that Jesus has come to choose and transform him. And has done so in a very personal and specific way. The appearance of Ananias to pray for him, to say that the Lord sent him directly to him, to baptize him, and to speak again how Jesus is calling Paul, gives another layer of affirmation. Jesus has chosen Paul by name, commissioned him to bring the good news about Jesus to the people throughout the world. It's a dramatic experience. It's a clear calling. And it's a powerful and purposeful understanding of vocation. I think that is why we find this story so attractive. Because we wish those things were also clearly present in our life. What Christ does in the life of Paul is utterly amazing. One minute he is so zealous and ambitious, a Pharisee, that he is working to imprison and even kill all those who follow the way of Jesus. All those who confess that he is Messiah. Within a few weeks, he is baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit, and openly and convincingly arguing that Jesus really, truly is the Messiah, according to the scripture and according to what he has done. And we can imagine, along with all of that, showing everyone how it was necessary for the Messiah to suffer, to die on the cross, and after three days rise again. This is the same gospel that Paul will proclaim and then set to paper in the letters that he sent to the various churches gathered by the Holy Spirit through his preaching of the good news. Tomorrow morning we're going to hear and consider a portion of one of those letters that he wrote, the first letter that he wrote to the church in Corinth. Well, and maybe that's why this vision and experience had to be so powerful. The change that God was making in Paul's life was so big from one extreme to the other that then nothing short of a life-changing experience of Christ would do perhaps and as the lord says to ananias paul was chosen to suffer for christ and for the sake of the gospel and suffer he does as we go throughout acts through through beating and imprisonment and nakedness and peril and 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 self-doubt and all kinds of things so perhaps it was the power of that experience that that gave him something that he could turn to time and time again that was his own the time when jesus came to him and said you are mine as he suffered persecution from the outside was wracked by self-doubt from the inside so while our conversions must be much more mundane And to all appearances, look as innocent and dull as a baby taking a bath. It's good for us to remember what God was doing for us in our baptism. It is as powerful as what Jesus did for Paul. It's also very similar. In our baptism, God came to us, called us by name. The old creature, the old Adam was put to death and a new creature, a new creation was raised with Christ. and We were filled with the Holy Spirit and then sent into the world to share the good news that Jesus Christ is Lord. This power is hidden under these ordinary means of water and word, but it is the power of God for our salvation. It is a simple truth that you can turn to again and again in times when, when we are pressed by forces working against us from the outside and against God from the inside. It is in our baptism that we find a dramatic experience of God in Christ, a very clear calling placed upon our lives and a powerful and purposeful understanding of our vocation in this world. You... Were baptized into Christ. You now live, just as Paul lives, to the glory of God, and in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your good creation, for the new creation in Christ, in which we have been reborn through water in the word and received all of your gifts of healing and forgiveness. For the communion of faith we enjoy within the fellowship, of the body of your church, and for the gift of relationship with others. For who else? For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. We pray, gracious Father, for your holy Catholic Church. Fill it with all truth and peace where it is corrupt, purify it, where it is in error, direct it, where in anything it is amiss, reform it, where it is right, strengthen it, where it is in need, provide for it, where it is divided, reunite us, and fall for the sake of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Most high and holy God, pour out upon us your one and unifying Spirit, and awaken in every confession of the whole Church a holy hunger and thirst for unity in you, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Lord, we also pray this morning for those who govern the nations of the world for people in countries ravaged by strife and warfare especially Ukraine for people who live in communities that have suffered violence for the victims of shootings and violence in our country for all who are working to bring peace to neighborhoods, communities, nations for those who are sick in body, mind, and spirit for those who are mourning and grieving, for all who offer comfort and bring healing in body, mind, and spirit, and for those who strive to save this earth from carelessness and destruction. For who else? For what else do we pray this morning? We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have protected us through the night from all harm and danger. We ask that you would also protect us today from sin and all evil so that our life and our actions may please you. Into your hands we commend ourselves, our bodies, our souls, and all that is ours. That your holy angels be with us, so that the wicked foe may have no power over us. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven.